0: Hey everyone, this is Pan here. Welcome to Mindful Talks, where I invite guests to talk about their knowledge and experiences in spirituality, personal development, and health and wellness. Do you know that our ancient texts have got lot of knowledge and wisdom? What we know today through modern science? Ancient people already used to know these things. Modern science only does research. It means we are researching. We are researching the things which our ancestors already used to know great scientific inventions have been done in the past using the knowledge available in the Vedas. Bhagavad Gita is such a book which has got answers to everything right from the body, mind and soul to the edge of the universe. I am with a guest today who is deeply interested in doing research about science, mythology and religion. As a child, he was always obsessed with these subjects. He has deep knowledge about religion, mythology and the connection between Vedas and modern science. He is a friend of mine, Dr. Charik, who is an author, an entrepreneur, an artist, a drummer, a fitness enthusiast, a world traveler, and whatnot. He keeps traveling to various countries looking for new experiences. The last time I checked, he had traveled to 33 countries already. He's a curious kind of a person. He keeps exploring things, places, religion, culture, modern technology, etc. He has tried his hands on modern shooting weapons, used huge excavators, did scuba diving, and even used to fly airplanes. He studied at New York University and after that he moved to work in Germany and completed his doctorate. He is a full-time employee at a Fortune 500 company. He has written 6 books till now and won the Making a Difference Award. His recent book is his best-selling book Evolution Cradle The Aryan Origin. This book is a science fiction novel which goes deep into Hindu mythology and questions the reality and imagination. It is a mixture of ancient wisdom and modern science. Let's talk to him and find out what knowledge he has gathered from his deep research and experiences. Hey, Charit. Welcome to the show for the second time.
1: <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Exactly. For the second time. Mm-hmm. Always fun to be back with you. <laughs> Same yeah,
0: man. Great to have you because of your experience and the kind of knowledge that you have. So... Uh, i'm curious to know one thing man let's dive into it okay you have mentioned about airplanes and scuba diving and all in your book yes so first of all how did these ideas come to you and more importantly how did you get to know the technical aspects of these things like airplane is did you did you actually fly by yourself
1: yes exactly very good question and i'm glad you asked that question because uh uh, as you are aware, this question has come up quite uh, quite a lot of times, and I never had the chance to address it. Mm. So, uh, to keep it short, these are all my first-hand experiences. So, ex- these are things which I have done myself. So, everything that I have written in my book, uh, anything that's that's uh, modern, that's from the current times, you know, the uh, technology-wise, it's all things which I have experienced uh, mm. by myself. So the only thing I have researched for the book is the mythological, the history part. Everything else is my first-hand experience. So, so yes, coming back to your question, I, I, I am a pilot. I, uh, I finished my uh, PPT uh, a couple of years ago. It was almost like 12 years ago. I have never renewed it ever since. Mm-hmm. I was considering going back to it. Um, but anyway, so yeah, so uh, I did uh, fly airplanes. So I am very familiar with all the, all the technicalities of it. You know all the gauges, the the instrument cluster, mm. uh, the sounds that it makes, the kind of pressure that you feel, uh, the way it rocks, you know turbulence, everything. I'm very familiar with that, and uh, and also scuba diving. You know, I'm I'm sure you read the book and mm-hmm. the chapter Dwarka is completely dedicated to scuba diving. Mm. Uh, it's uh, it's where they explore underwater. So so that chapter, the only way it was possible to describe that in such detail. You know uh, especially because the characters are not talking to each other underwater of course Mm -hmm. they're only using hand signs you know Uh, that is only possible if you have experienced it yourself you know Mm -hmm. it's it always makes sense when it comes out from the horse's mouth (laughs) instead of second hand information of somebody else's experience of course you can do that but honestly if uh, if you want to know what it felt like when you know, to what it feels like to walk on the moon, for example, uh-huh. you would not ask somebody who's read a book about Neil Armstrong, you would ask Neil Armstrong himself, you know, uh-huh. provided, provided you had the chance to, uh-huh. you know, you want to know this from the person who has actually experienced it. Hmm. You know, that's, what that's what makes it authentic. I think this is so- applicable
0: to everything. I mean, for anything for you to explain to somebody, you should have your first and experience in that.
1: Uh, especially when it comes to literature you're writing about it and 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 that's a pretty big chapter right and you need to know everything what it feels like to sink to the bottom of the ocean Mm. and what it feels like you know when 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 the pressure is getting too high and these things uh, you can you can read and you can kind of imagine but if you have actually experienced it your Mm -hmm. perspective is going to be very different from everybody else Mm. and that's what the reader wants the reader wants you know when you read it you need to feel like okay somebody this author the person who's written this has done it himself you need to feel that
0: mm. so,
1: so i highly encourage you know everyone uh, to 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 go out there and experience as many things as possible scuba you know, diving is in
0: my bucket list and uh, flying an aircraft is not for obvious reason because i don't have a license as of now but I do not have much idea about aircrafts also. So what kind of a flight was that? I mean, was it uh, a small f- aircraft or what was it?
1: True. Yeah. Uh, so this is, uh, it's called a, the first aircraft that I flew was a Diamond 40. It's also yeah. called a Katana. So the manufacturer is Diamond and uh, and, and, and they basically, uh, their aircrafts are private aircrafts, but uh, they, they follow the fighter jets, you know, like the Lockheed Martin aircraft's principle there's a canopy from the top it's a low wing and you have a you have a a, a yoke or they call it a joy or you can call it a joystick if you, mm-hmm. if you may, but they call it a yoke it's like a it's a stick instead of a um, a steering wheel <laughs> mm-hmm. so it's like a, so you have this in between your legs instead of a wheel so there's an image of uh, actually my perspective uh, in the instagram in, in my profile mm-hmm. now when i'm when i'm holding that uh, mm. that's that 's where I wanted to show the difference between a diamond and a traditional chestnut but but later I did transition to a chestnut because I just wanted to also fly uh, you know traditional aircraft with a top wing and a and a conventional door mm-hmm. so I wanted to experience that so I changed my flying school I went to a, another more old school <laughs> traditional school and I flew a couple of chestnuts one seven two chestnut one seven two okay um, Analog, analog instrument cluster, mm-hmm. uh, and later they had glass cockpits. But anyway, that those are all the deep technical mm-hmm. uh, aspects of, uh, of uh, new aircrafts. But but all in all, yeah, these are the two aircrafts. Um, but I have seen. a non-technical
0: question. Where you alone yes. or there was a partner with you, I mean a guide with you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, so during training, you always have an instructor next to you. Uh, yeah. But as a trainee, you are sitting in the captain's seat. You're sitting on the left side. Uh, and there's an instructor sitting on the co-pilot, on the passenger, yeah, let's call it a passenger, a co-pilot seat. So he's instructing you, but you're in command. Okay. Uh, you're in control. Well, Command ultimately is uh, belongs to the instructor. Mm-hmm. So that, this is during the training. But then um, you have, uh, you know, you also have a solo. This is just before, after your theoretical exam, you have a solo.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's when you have to fly all by yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're flying alone. This isn't like... Like a driver's license, you know. Usually, when you're doing a driver's license, um, yeah, there, there's an instructor next to you. But in this case, um, at least in the school where I did my examination, there was uh, there was no instructor next to me. So I had to do a solo all by myself.
0: Mm-hmm. Nice man. See, uh, I had one problem. Uh, I wouldn't say problem now. I have changed the mind, the way I look at things. But a couple of years back, what I found difficulty was managing time. Time was really an issue for me, but somehow I have changed my mindset. What I want to ask you is that while you do so many different things, how do you manage your time and on top of that, you have written a best selling book. How did you psychologically zone yourself into writing a book amongst all these chaos
1: yeah, yeah um, you know it's, it's funny the, 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 the book has a lot to do with uh, Bhagavad Gita right hmm. and there's a chapter you know chapter 6 in bhagavad gita primarily talks about self con- self control you mm. know mind over matter mm. and it's uh, it's it basically you know your own self control leads to you know self awareness and mm. it does not mean that there are things which you should not do of course uh, mm. if you really have to do them you can do them but there are certain choices you can make you know mm. for example there are everybody does multitasking there's no such thing as oh i cannot multitask the only thing is you're choosing uh, you're you're choosing different things when you're, you are know, doing these uh, different tasks mm-hmm. so what i like to do is when i like to relax after you know during work when i take a break or something instead of watching uh, i don't know a youtube video on something a cat video or a dog video mm-hmm. i watch something historical i watch something it is still the same thing. I'm still watching TV. I'm still watching YouTube. Mm. But the choices you make, you know, you're watching something, where you're learning something. Right now, I'm watching a documentary about Rome, for example. It's a, it's a very long, I think, 48-hour documentary on Netflix. Uh, so, you either have the choice to do that mm. or you have the choice to to watch something which may not necessarily bring you some knowledge. So, so what I'm trying to say is, uh, it's just the choices, you know. It's the same time. Everybody has the same 24 hours. Right. But it's up to you to choose what you want to do and how you want to mm-hmm. organize your day. So so when I basically, when I take a break, I like to zone in on one thing. I like to put the other thing, you know, my work aside for just a short time. It doesn't have to be the whole day. Just I'm taking mm-hmm. a break anyway during lunch or something. I have a quick lunch and then I decide to write a few pages. You know, just just write anything, just consistency. Every day, a couple of pages. Mm-hmm. And then after work, I like to uh, do some, you know, after work or on the weekends, mostly on the weekends, mm. uh, where I wake up in the morning, I have my breakfast and I either go out uh, and, and do some jogging or maybe go to the gym. Mm-hmm. But right now, you know, because of Corona, there's, there's, there's more time, <laughs> you know, because uh, there are things which you normally do, which you don't do anymore. Uh, you're mm-hmm. isolated. Right. So, so you can use this time now to do something else. You no, know, like like the painting you see behind me. Yeah, this is, although, this, is, this, is yeah. this is a couple of years old. This is this was way before Corona. But uh-huh. this was something I was doing uh, during my vacation. Uh-huh. Something where, uh, where I wanted to try a new kind of art. Uh-huh. You know, just experiment uh, something else. Uh-huh. Uh, similarly, similarly, you know, uh, there are people who say, "Oh, video games are very bad for you." I, I, mm-hmm. I don't play video games anymore. Okay. But, really love, if you're really passionate about video games, huh. why not choose the right kind of games? You know, there are games which, which are historical. You know, there's, right, there's, right. One, game, there's one game which I was, uh, which I heard about called Kerbal Space Program or something. I like don't know. I don't have
0: any idea about yeah. video games.
1: Yeah, so, uh, so there are basically there are games where you can also learn from the game itself.
0: Hmm.
1: The only thing is you need to the choices need to be correct.
0: Mm. I think one way to look at it is that what is the end product that we get? What we get is entertainment, join entertainment. So instead true. of getting the joint entertainment from a video game, you just change the source of entertainment from learning. Yes. Learning is also an entertainment, right?
1: Yeah, very true. Uh, very true. Yes. Yeah. And, 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 and also coming back to um, the chapter six of uh, Bhagavad, Gita, Bhagavad Gita, Gita again, you know, they, they talk a lot about these things where you can do multiple things right it's It's about how you are able to control your own brain, how you're able to program your own brain basically huh. kind of to do certain things you know it could be through pranayama you know, for mm. example um and, and 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 if they were able to you know do so many different things in such a short time, mm. we clearly know the kind of achievements they did, you know massive temples and mm. right. great architecture. if they were able to do so many things in such a short time, we can easily do it
0: true man, great inspiration. So uh, in in a situation like this, now in a pandemic situation, does Bhagavad Gita also talk about health? What does it say about health and the human body?
1: Yeah, very good question. It does. I'm asking because
0: I am myself into this health and fitness industry, right? So this question is quite relevant. Yeah.
1: Uh Oh, yeah. Very. Of, Of course. Of course. Yeah. So a couple of things. Uh, so, like I've just mentioned, for example, uh, the same chapter six. Uh, I think even if I'm not wrong, chapter seventeen also talks about nutrition. But anyway, chapter six, you know, it's uh, it's basically uh, it's it's basically Krishna telling Arjuna. Mm. You know, uh, so so Arjuna is saying, "Oh, I don't have this 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 control over my mind. What do mm. I do?" You know, and Krishna is talking about you know pranayama in that in that uh, in that text. So he he talks about pranayama, but what we can take out of this is, you know, especially now the pandemic, primarily coronavirus, it's it's, it's something that mostly affects the lung. Of course, it does. There are also effects on the heart and uh, there are some myocardial diseases, but primarily on the lung is what we need to protect. And breathing exercises are one of the best, you know, You, you can see it that way. Mm. Know, pranayama through breathing exercises, and also at the same time you 're isolated at home completely all by yourself, mm. so you need to also keep your mind in the right place so these breathing exercises not only are helping you strengthen your lungs but they 're also helping you strengthen uh, your brain your mind you know mm. so there's a there 's this body mind connection connection uh, yeah. there 's a, a control and if i 'm not wrong, chapter seventeen again of Gita, i think it 's verse ten. They, there's also something where he's talking about uh, nutrition. Okay. You know, uh, to eat something fresh, to eat something which has been cooked only three hours ago. Of course, back then they did not have the the preservation techniques that we have right now. Mm. But uh, you know, eat something fresh. Don't eat something stale. You know. Um, uh, so it's it's a uh, no. I can I can I can I can look it up. I can read that out for you.
0: Yeah, yeah, please.
1: Uh, uh, so, so these are. Um, it's basically. It's, it's very simple. It says yatayamam okay. gataramam puti pariyushitam cha yat. So basically, that's basically telling you that don't eat stale foods. Uh, don't eat um, you know things which are being cooked too long. ago. don't eat something which is uh, hmm. which is tasteless basically. Hmm. And and also at the same time, try to eat something regional. Try to eat. No, this is something which I'm adding to it. You know, try to eat something regional something that comes you know from from, from uh, within your close proximity instead mm-hmm. of you know, uh, looking to uh, food which has been imported from from somewhere else because these this is food which is conditioned to your atmosphere so it has grown to the same atmosphere that you are used to so it's yeah. what that it, it it's what best suits your own body mm. Right. Uh, that way, it's, it's, I think it's, it's something that we can also learn. This isolation is not just for us, but it's also for the region mm. during the pandemic. So right. you can look to uh, you know, uh, nutrition, which is coming from the land around you instead of mm. getting something from... from so from, Bhagavad from Gita
0: has answers to everything, right? Everything. Does. Apart from self-control that you have taken an inspiration from Gita, what other inspirations that you have taken?
1: Uh, i think i think f- primarily for 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 my book and also you know something which i personally always believe in dharma okay you know um the the most, the most one of the most famous uh, dialogues let's say or or texts okay. uh, from from the gita paritranaya sadu Nam, vinashaya chadushkrutam dharma samstapanarthaya sambhavami yuge yuge this is something you know everybody knows uh, it's, 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 it's very famous. It's basically Krishna telling Arjuna that, you know, uh, whenever Dharma is declining and Adharma is taking over, you know, I will come back, you know, every every Yuga, I'll come back, you know, Yuga after Yuga to make sure that the balance uh, is set right again. Mm-hmm. So this is also something even before even before uh, I, I read the Gita, this is also something which I always uh, believed in myself, you know, subconsciously, let's say. But in a different way. So the so Dharma is basically balance, you know, equality. Mm. It's justice. It's it's all all animals, all forms of life are the same. Mm. And that's also what I usually try to show in my art, you know, like the painting you're looking ah, at behind. Yes.
0: yes. Ah.
1: It's basically I'm trying to show human and animal, they're the same. You know, there's we there's there's an imbalance clearly right now. You know, for some reason, humans we believe that we are superior. But this, it's, it's not true, right? We are nothing but an animal. No, it's just a social animal. Cool. So it's, it's equality, we, we treat ourselves, for some reason, more superior than we would treat an animal. Mm. And uh, no matter what kind of animal it is, uh, venomous, dangerous, friendly, loyal, it doesn't matter, they're all equal, all forms of life are equal. So, cool. so that's what I wanted to always show, you know, in all my art projects, I try to show that human animal, you know, there's so many similarities, we are the same.
0: Hmm.
1: So I try to merge both of them both of them
0: together that's a great art man, and that actually that he looks like you uh, is that you <laughs> in the picture are you trying to yeah yeah yourself? yeah
1: so 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 it, this has been done uh, from a selfie I took of myself okay. uh, for i mean I had the vision of uh, the art and then uh-huh. i had I had to take a, uh, an image of a human uh-huh. and uh, I just wanted to you know use my own. Portrait. Use my, it's like a self-portrait or a partial self-portrait. I wanted to use right, right. myself in, in art. This is the first time I'm, I have done a self-portrait. All the others were other subjects, uh, family members, or somebody I know, or, or not necessarily. Some also also maybe a picture which I saw somewhere in a newspaper article which I liked, and this is the first time I've done this. Very
0: hesitant. Nice, mm, nice one. <laughs> Okay, so I want to talk more about Bhagavad Gita because this topic is really interesting and you have <laughs> great knowledge about that. Scientists have done great inventions uh, based on the inspiration taken from Gita. And I am yeah. not aware of what are those inventions, but in the last podcast, we have told about one invention, I think, about the atomic bomb. So yes. <laughs> which are the other inventions you can tell us and what kind of inspirations are they?
1: Yeah, so so apart from uh, nuclear energy itself, you know, it's not just an atomic bomb, but nuclear energy. Uh, 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 you know, There's a description about uh, uranium-235 and how it was used not only for nuclear weapons, but also to power aircrafts, mm. you know, like like uh, pushpak Vimana, for example. Mm. And Vimanas in general, they were, you know, they, that was also uh, something which was described. There's an entire shastra, Vimana shastra, which is dedicated to, to, to airplanes, uh, which were used by... Uh, gods of the time uh, mm-hmm. or beings of the time and and, and also you know um, we were also talking about human fantasy you know last time. Uh, humans can only fantasize about things which they have seen you know, it's, it, there needs to be some experience they cannot create something out of nothing, especially mm-hmm. uh, especially the the simple simpler beings let's say of the time, so they have seen something which looked like uh, like an aircraft basically, like an aircraft which may have landed, taken off. And the Vimana Gopra is basically a depiction of the same thing. Mm. Uh, So that's one theory, of course. There's no way to to actually prove that. But psychologically, it makes more sense that people have described things which they have actually seen. You know, just the way uh, I have described airplanes, flying an airplane, the experience of flying an airplane because I have done it. And otherwise, it's very difficult to imagine that. And um, and and besides that, you know, there, there's so many things that uh, that the Gita also talks about. You know, mind, body, the soul, uh, the different chakras of the body, uh, and they are not very different from modern science. If you if you if you think about it, you know, they are the, 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 all the all the different systems that we have within our own body. It's not very different from the the power sources that we have in our own body, right? And also the the astronomy. They knew everything about all the planets that 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 we are surrounded by you know almost the entire universe they, there was nothing that they could not answer uh, they had the science about the the size of the planets the distance between the planets the shape of the planets itself and how everything uh, was being held together back when uh you know uh several even even several thousand years after that uh, the west was still debating that uh, you know <laughs> earth was flat and it's not it's not earth revolving around the sun, but the sun revolving around the earth. And then later, un- until Galileo, people did not believe it. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, in, in not just in Gita, but in also the Vedas, they, they describe about planets and the effects of planets that are on humans, which is very true. You know, uh, you see, you see certain uh, people having an effect on a full moon day, you know. Uh, psychological effects on a full moon day, the gravitational pull of uh, certain planets has an effect on you. Mm-hmm. The, the solar flares coming has physical effects and also mental effects. You know, mm-hmm. the, the northern lights you see near the near the poles,
0: yeah. near yeah. the north and south pole. Mm-hmm.
1: So if you're seeing physical effects, they are having also mental effects, uh, because there are certain chemical reactions that are happening in the environment near you. Uh, so and, and people have always associated them with with uh, something more supernatural. Okay, whereas, you know, Vedas were always always talking about things in a scientific way. Mm -hmm. Health, you you can take Ayurveda, for example, Mm -hmm. Uh, medicine about that. There's there's nothing that they did not know, basically, and we are only now rediscovering these things.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Researching these things, rediscovering, right. Exactly. Uh So, what are you, which book are you currently reading? And uh, what are you researching about? <laughs>
1: um, I, currently, I'm researching about, uh, about time and space, you know, time, time travel, which is an and illusion,
0: time is an illusion, right?
1: But you can say that some people say time is just a concept. Mm. Uh, it's a relative for sure. Mm. I, I agree completely. It's a relative, you know, time, time is moving in a different pace, uh, on earth than it would uh, you know several light years away from here in another galaxy of course i completely agree that uh, and, and and also time moves in a different speed than you know light or sound uh, yeah. meaning uh, for example you know you, you turn on you turn on light this is something which uh, which took me uh, a long time to understand this concept you know turn on a light you know yeah. something like the light behind and and then you 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 start moving away from the light at the same speed that the light is turning on. So for you, the light is going to be at a certain a certain size. The mm. entire duration of the light away from it. Huh. Whereas a person standing right next to it, it's going to become brighter and brighter and brighter.
0: Right. Huh. Not
1: for you because you're moving away faster than light. Huh. So that I think I think that's a concept which took me a long time to understand. <laughs> it's very. It's also something that you'll have to really you'd have to really imagine for yourself being in that person's position. No, I can understand
0: because these things are very interesting for me. I also think that when we see the sun, we are actually seeing eight minutes past of the sun because the light from the Mm -hmm. sun takes eight minutes. And when it comes to stars, we are actually seeing millions year old. We are seeing the past of that star.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And also for my next book, uh, and uh, you know about about uh, wormholes and things like that, oh. and how people were able to always enter Earth and leave Earth from a specific point in the Himalayas, you know, trying to research uh, what is so significant about this one place you know mm. uh, where even even Mahabharata and even in Ramayana when when these gods have left Earth mm. and magically somehow from a specific point in a specific place in the Himalayas, and they were able to go to this other dimension or maybe go to another planet you know right, so, so
0: that is your next book so i want to know about for the viewers uh, tell about your current uh, present book your evolution cradle what can oh get yes from that book
1: absolutely right um yeah so uh, the book evolution cradle i actually have it uh, right here mm. so the book is about um, about basically what it says you know it's about the aryan origin so what i what I deliberately did was, uh, it says the Aryan theory behind and theory mm. struck out with origin.
0: Mm.
1: And uh, somebody was asking me this, uh, the same thing, the reason for that. So there are many theories mm. of the origin of Aryans. Uh, so so what I attempt to do with this book is to to bring scientific evidences and scientific research to actually... Talk about what the origin is. You know, how did it all start, and why is it important? Why is it important? Why is everybody trying to trying to you know, find the origin out about about Aryans? The thing is, there were several discoveries which were made after that point, mm. and it's also about uh, basic human evolution. You know, how did we how did we move? Uh, how did how did civilization move back from Harampa, Mohenjo Daro, you know, all of that to to India and all the way to South India and even to the North, all the way up to Scandinavia. Uh, the West, um, North, not just the North of India, but I meant like complete North West uh, into another continent. So, so and, and the reasons for, uh, you know, very famous dictator, uh, Hitler trying to find answers in the East. Why was he trying to do that? Why did he send so many people to go and translate the Vedas and get information from them? Mm-hmm. What was he trying to achieve? And uh, clearly, uh, you know, he wasn't able to finish whatever he was looking for. He wasn't able to find all the answers. And then uh, finally, now two scientific, uh, I mean, two science researchers uh, who are, who who have come to a dead end themselves, Mm. Uh, you know, they're doing uh, cross species genetics experiments, and they're trying to splice two different chromosomes together and create a new organism. And they come to a dead end, and they're not able to find answers anymore. So they do the same thing, pretty much. And they look for answers in the in the mystical East, if you may, uh, to find answers. So uh, They actually physically come. They meet a historian named Gita, you know, Gita. Uh, the person's name is Gita, inspired from Gita, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So there's a, there's a little wordplay over there to look for answers. Uh, whether they find the answers and do they find only what they're looking for or more than that is all uh, you know, part of the mystery of the book the story, the plot is basically that.
0: Mm-hmm, nice man, I'm sure viewers will love it and I have seen the reviews on Amazon and all people have given very good reviews about your book. So anyways, it was great talking to you, man, actually, we mostly spoke about Bhagavad Gita and this is really an interesting topic for me. And yeah. I know that we have a lot of wisdom in our ancient texts, especially Bhagavad Gita, right? Indeed. And yeah, I, I think when you come up with more such topics, we'll connect again and we'll discuss.
1: Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. We'll do that. It was really nice talking to you, Bituban. Same. Take
0: man. care.